Those who ingest the antidote that breaks the evil spell of Satanists, the positively unique and unusual, the uncommodified, on purpose and with a purpose kind of people are always the most inspiring and influential in your world and in the whole world. Today we're going to begin to discover and delve into what over a quarter century of research and interviews has revealed to me about 12 consistent characteristics that the most inspiring and influential people and mentors that I've ever met possessed and practiced. Get ready to drink the elixir of their wisdom and experience and to be inspired and instructed by their philosophies and patterns. Get ready to become unconditionally personally accountable, unusually perplexed and utterly persuasive. Get ready to become uncommonly inspiring and influential. Welcome to the Uncommodified Podcast. Thanks for eavesdropping in today as I talk to and challenge myself. I'm Tim Windsor, and I'll be your guide and I'll be your host for episode number seven of the Uncommodified Podcast, entitled How to Be Uncommonly Inspiring and Influential. It's part one of a four-part series. Today, we're going to unearth and explore three of the 12 consistent characteristics that the most inspiring and influential people and mentors that I've had the honor to meet and partner with possessed and practiced. Here's my proposition to you today. If you ingest the elixir of their insights and experience, you can be, if you choose to be, because it's a choice, inspired and instructed by their philosophies and their patterns inspired and instructed by their actions and their attitudes, and you could become as inspiring and influential as they are to me and countless others. These world-class inspirers and influencers were, and they profoundly valued being, unconditionally personally accountable, unusually perplexed, and utterly, utterly persuasive. And as a result, they were uncommonly inspiring and influential. Let's dive into these topics today. The truly inspiring and influential are unconditionally personally accountable and responsible. And my experience with them proved to me that they were always willing to demonstrate it and inspire others to do it as well. They practiced and they encouraged others, not just by their words, but more powerfully by their actions and attitudes to be personally accountable all the time and at all times. They understood and they lived well within what management consultant Todd Herman defines personal accountability to be. He noted it as being willing to answer for the outcomes resulting from your choices, behaviors, and actions. They practiced personal accountability all the time, and as I said, at all times, especially when there was a problem. Here's what I noticed and I noted about all the uncommonly inspiring and influential people that I've had the utter privilege to collide with on my journey towards becoming more uncommodified. They inherently understood and they practiced religiously the QBQ, And the principles within the QBQ book, and if you don't know what that book is or you don't have it, it's a great little book and you ought to get it. And they understood what its author, John Miller, declared about blame. He said, there's not a chance, there's not a chance, he said, we'll reach our full potential until we stop blaming each other. And I would add even ourselves and start practicing personal accountability. Here's what I noticed. They shattered the wicked power of blame because they owned the outcomes and results of their actions. They were not perfect. They, by no means were they perfect, but 
when they made a mistake, when they messed up, when they, when they screwed it up, or even when they royally fucked it up, they owned it. No excuses. They acknowledged it, apologized, and if they could, they fixed it. They were owners, and they encouraged me and others to be as well. They fundamentally grasped the truth of what Mr. Miller meant when he wrote this in that book, The QBQ. Ownership is a commitment of the head, the heart, and the hands to fix the problem and never again affix blame. They fully agreed with John Miller's belief that personal accountability, personal responsibility, is not just a topic or an idea to be talked about or taught, but rather it is an overarching life principle to use as a foundation to build everything on, to build everything on. They were people of absolutely no blame, no playing the victim, no hiding, just pure ownership of all the results, the remarkable results and the not so impressive results. They owned it all. They didn't hide behind their team when it didn't go well. They believe and they believed in the power of the one. Now, now yes, they, they love the many, the idea of the many. They, they love their team or their teams, but they understood that all corporate, all collective success is ultimately driven by the accountable actions of individuals. They believe in the power of the one to make it happen for all, and they constantly encourage themselves and others around them to be the one. They lived and resonated with what Gary Keller and Jay Papanson called the accountability cycle in their book called The One Thing. It's a great book, another great book. And if you've, if you've never read it, you don't have it, get it. Now, they talked about in that book, the accountability cycle. And these people of tremendous influence, they rode that cycle up and down the hills of life. Now, here's a quote from that book. I'd like to read it to you. Let me read it to you. Without accountability... The, the writers say, your journey down the path of mastery will be cut short the moment you encounter a challenge. Without it, you won't figure out how to break through the ceilings of achievement you'll hit along the way. Accountable people, they write, absorb setbacks and keep going. Accountable people persevere through problems and keep pushing forward. Accountable people are results-oriented and never defend actions skill levels, models, systems, or relationships that just aren't getting the job done. Highly successful people, they write, are clear about their role in the events of their life. They don't fear reality. They seek it. They acknowledge it and own it. They know this is the only way to uncover new solutions apply them, and experience a different reality so they can take responsibility and run with it. But here's the question. How? How did these uncommonly inspiring and influential people do it? How did they awaken and crystallize their desire and attention and the desire and intention of everyone around them towards more personal, accountable actions and attitudes? Well, listen, let me tell you for certain, this is for sure. It wasn't through a great lecture, a, a strong lecture of themselves or of me or of anyone else. Here was the secret. Here was their secret, their, their secret weapon, as it were, in the war against what appears to be a profound lack of personal accountability that permeates our present culture. They used the powerful tool of questions to wage war with. They understood 
as John Miller does, the author of the QBQ, that the answers are in the questions that we ask ourselves and others, and that the question behind the question, the, the subtitle to the QBQ book, is more important than you might think. They understood that to make a better choice, a more personally accountable choice, it must start with a better question that leads to a better conversation and that ultimately leads to finding better options, more accountable ideas and actions. A better question that, as John Miller outlines in the QBQ book, begins with what or how, contains an I, it's asked of myself, and it focuses on a positive action I can take. According to Mr. Miller and these uncommonly inspiring and influential people, it sounds like this. What can I do? What will I do? What must I do? What action will I take, must I take, to do something positive and utterly accountable in this situation? This attitude, this, um, this outlook has transformed the way I speak to myself. It's, it's, it's absolutely transformed the way I talk to myself. And it's caused me to come alive to my personal accountability and my personal responsibility for my world and the world I have the privilege to touch and influence every day. Now, here's the challenge. Now it's your turn to inspire and influence at a higher level. Go ahead, banish blame, kill the victim in you, stop hiding, own it, all of it now, and be the one who embraces their personal accountability and responsibility for the good, the bad, uh, the, the ugly, and the amazing, and go ahead and encourage others to do the same. Now, secondly, the truly inspiring and influential are also unusually perplexed. And they were not afraid and they were not ashamed, I noticed, to show it and encourage others to as well. The most inspiring and influential people and mentors I've had the privilege to work with seem continually perplexed, filled with a sense and sometimes a great sense of uncertainty. Sometimes they seemed completely baffled. And they were very puzzled, sort of like there was pieces still missing in a puzzle that we were trying to build or create together. Here's what I noticed. They were curious by nature, and they let that first nature of curiosity inform their first reaction. As Stephen Hawking, the English theoretical physicist, encouraged, look up to the stars, he said, not at your feet. Try to make sense of what you see and wonder about what makes the universe exist. He went on to say this, be curious. Here's the thing I noticed about them. They apparently don't realize, or maybe they don't even care, that others expect them to have all the answers. That others pay them, actually, to have all the answers. But I guess, I guess that's their secret. They're, they're unashamed. They seem to be, at least. They're unashamed of their need to know more, to understand more, to, to, to see more. Apparently, uh, they, they must be super comfortable in their own skin and they can embrace their own limitations. They must have convinced themselves, this is what I came to believe, they must have convinced themselves that they will find more and better results when they proceed and succeed with the collective wisdom in the room. But listen, don't fool yourself. They're smart. They're wise. They're super smart people, but they know that they are, that you are, that we all are smarter and wiser when we get ourselves answering the right questions together. Like the questions that Richard, the, the owner of a company that I've had the privilege to partner with over the past several years, asks all the time 
to everyone in every meeting. And then he has the discipline. Here's, here's the secret. He has the discipline to wait and listen to the answer and allow his ability to remain just perplexed enough to find the truth that will set the future free for him and his people. Here's what I continually experienced when I was with the truly inspiring and influential. They always have a question. And that question confirmed their perplexed position, a provocative question asked to themselves first and then to others. A a rather annoying kind of question sometimes because you know you can't answer it, but you know you should be able to answer it kind of question. You know those ones? A A probing question. They've got a probing question, another question, and another question, sometimes another question. And then a question that makes you sit back in your chair and rub your chin kind of question. They always seem to have the best question in the room and sometimes... You're going to have to admit, it's the best question in the whole damn building. They agreed, fully agreed with what Neil deGrasse Tyson said, the American astrophysicist, when he said this, no one is dumb, he said, who is curious. The people who don't ask questions remain clueless throughout their lives. They were continuously curious. The influential and the inspiring were continuously curious, eager to know and learn something new or more. They continually found themselves in the good company of uncommodified outliers like the German-born theoretical physicist Albert Einstein, who humbly said this, listen to this, I have no special talents, he said. I am only passionately curious. Wow, listen to that again. This is what Einstein said. I have no special talents. I am only passionately curious. They understood and they lived fully in the powerful secret encapsulated in the January 2013 article entitled Curiosity, the Gateway Competency that you can find online at the uh, website called thechieflearningofficer.com. Great website. Look it up. Let me read you an excerpt from this excellent little article. Here's what it said. Here's the secret nobody's talking about, the article says. Curiosity is a gateway competency. Curiosity may be the most helpful competency in business today, the article said. Start with genuine inquisitiveness, a bias toward asking and learning, and an authentic interest in others and what they might have to share, and there's no limit to a leader's potential. Developing the ability to approach individuals, situations, and conversations with curiosity, that sense of inquiry, interest, and wonder can affect a person's energy and even their enthusiasm for work. These most amazingly inspiring people continually demonstrated a deep desire to unleash their propensity for perplexion and to encourage, as Roy T. Bennett did in his book, The Light in the Heart, everyone around them to listen with curiosity, speak with honesty, and act with integrity. Now, here's the challenge. It's time now for you to get more perplexed, to get passionately curious as Albert Einstein was. Ask better questions and cause more people in your life to sit back in their chair, rub their chin as they embrace and unlock the powerful potential imprisoned within their more curious and perplexed nature. And lastly, at least for today's episode, the truly inspiring influential were and are utterly persuasive, and they were not fearful or uncomfortable to use this power or this force on those they needed to inspire and influence. The most powerfully inspiring and influential people that I've encountered were absolutely amazing at convincing someone to do or believe something. 
but not through forceful argument, but, but rather through impassioned reasoning, explanation, and dramatization. They, they practice the art and craft of persuasion, not through or with force or through their positional or propositional or even their, their situational authority, not with authority, but rather through inspirational influence. Through positive persuasion and encouragement, through their, their Jedi-like power that touched your mind and then it touched your heart and then it caused you to move your hands. And when they used their magical persuasion on you, they inspired a palpable, you could, you could feel it, taste it, they inspired a palpable and positive reaction deep within your very soul. Their ability to persuade at the highest level was deeply connected with how I saw them. Here's how I saw them. Just every day, but truly extraordinary people, uniquely real homo sapiens, who understood the reality of what Greg Gutfeld, the American television producer, so honestly communicated when he said this, the truly persuasive, he said, must step out of themselves and see their own flaws first and admit they could be wrong. Then, when they correct for that, they can be truly persuasive. As I encountered these inspiring, influential people, as I encountered them at their persuasive best, even their most genuinely flawed best at times, they caused me and others to do or to believe something by giving us, by giving all of us, a good reason to do it and a great sense of purpose. They created true belief both in them and in the idea or cause they were desiring to move me and others towards with, with a kind, gentle type of force. Here's what I noticed. And this actually is the very connective tissue in the three individual ideas that we're exploring today. It's easy. Here's what I came to realize. It's easy. It's really easy to be inspired by, to be influenced by, to, to be persuaded by, and to believe in someone who is uncommonly personally accountable and willing to remain perplexed and curious. It's rather easy to be persuaded by those who are practitioners of the simple wisdom of Dale Carnegie when he said this, nobody is more persuasive than a good listener. These amazingly inspiring and influential people were not all talk, but they were all show. And what they continually and skillfully showed was their desire to influence and persuade with their mouth shut and their ears wide open to you. Once again, they implored and explored the art of the question as a provocative tool to convince and compel. As the author Daniel H. Pink noted, questions are often more effective than statements, he said, in moving others. Or to put it more appropriately, since the research shows that when the facts are on your side, questions are more persuasive than statements. Don't you think, he said, you should be pitching more with questions? Here's what I noticed. Their persuasive pitch, the persuasive pitch of the, of the highly influential and inspiring was one you wanted to catch. That was for sure. Whether they were selling you or, or maybe more truthfully just helping you buy into a new opportunity or an ancient idea, they understood the simple persuasion equation that the American broadcast journalist Edward R. Murrow recognized. Here, here was the persuasion equation or what I call the persuasion equation that Edward R. Murrell recognized. Here's what he said. To be persuasive, you must be believable. To be believable, you must be credible. And to be credible, he said, you must be truthful. These truly inspiring and influential people, the utterly persuasive, were refreshingly truthful. They, 
they refresh you with truthfulness, even when the truth was not popular or convenient to them or to their cause. This in this equation led them to being considered absolutely credible. They and the information and the ideas they were conveying were reliable, and what they said was provocatively plausible. And therefore, as the Latin root of this word suggests, they were seen to be and became worthy to be believed. And that utter, that absolutely utter believability caused me and others to want to, to almost need to believe in them and what they were saying. And this made them extremely powerful, persuasive people. But in my experience with them, time and time again, powerful people who refused, refused to use this power for selfish purposes, but rather for good, for the good of all. Now, here's my challenge. Now it's your turn. Now it's my turn to master and activate the Jedi force of questioning as you multiply your inspiration and influence through the persuasion equation. Okay, now let's uncage all this, but in a little different way this time, with a little self-assessment and then some questions, some follow-up questions, a self-assessment that will help you honestly discern where you are now in relationship to these characteristics that we talked about today. These questions are designed to inspire and influence you to become unconditionally personally accountable, unusually perplexed, and utterly persuasive. Over the next week or so, contemplate these questions. As you listen to them, pause them and write them down. Think about them. Contemplate these questions that will, if you let them, help you get all these ideas and all this information out of your brain and into your life. All right, number one. On a scale of zero to ten, where zero equals not at all and ten equals absolutely, answer the following questions. Firstly, how personally accountable do you feel when things go well for you? Go ahead, choose a number between zero and ten. Now, here's a question. Is that number where you know it needs to be? And if it isn't, where must it be? And how are you going to get it there? Question number two on a scale, that same scale of zero to ten. How personally accountable do you feel when things do not go well for you? Choose a number. Now, here is the question. Is that number where you know it needs to be? If it isn't, where must it be and how are you going to get it there? Number three, do you inspire personal accountability in others? If yes, how do you do that? What's your, what's your process? And if no, how will you do it more effectively? Number four, on that same zero to 10 scale, am I comfortable and willing to be perplexed in front of others? Admit I don't know, ask questions. Go ahead, put a number there. Now, is that number where you know it needs to be? And if it isn't, where must it be? And how will you get it there? Five, on a scale of zero to 10, that same scale, am I perplexed enough to learn and grow for my sake and for the sake of others? Go ahead, rate yourself. And again, is that number where you know it needs to be? And if it isn't, where must it be? And how are you going to get it there? Six, what must you do to grow your ability and desire to be perplexed for your sake and for the sake of others? Number seven, on that scale of zero to 10 again, am I persuasive enough to accomplish the most strategic and important things for me and others? Rate yourself. And again, is that number where you know it needs to be? And if it isn't, where must it be? Number eight, what must you do to grow your ability to persuade and inspire at a much higher level? Number nine, what must you do this week to multiply your inspiration and influence through understanding and using the persuasion equation? And lastly, what exceptional, what extraordinary and uncommodified action will you take this week to break the spell of sameness? 
Thanks for listening in today. If you have not subscribed to the Uncommodified podcast yet, do it today. Do it right now. And please rate and review the show on whatever platform you listen on. That would be so helpful to help us spread the word. Now it's time for you to own what you heard today and get it out of your head and activate it in your life. And when you do, email me at tim at theuncommodified.com and connect with me on social media and tell me how you are uncommodifying yourself and standing out for all the right reasons in a very crowded world.